When I first moved to Arizona, I heard a lot of lore. Things ranging from the real lives that inspired the movie Cars to the ghost stories of Vulture City. But there was one story that I kept hearing. Whether because the story continues to be relevant over a hundred years after the events of the story, or because there are so many unknowns associated with it, I honestly can't say. But it kept coming up again and again. Imagine my surprise when I went to check the questions submitted by our audience and someone had the exact same question people have asked since 1891. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm producer Thomas France, and today I'm trying to get to the bottom of one of Arizona's longest puzzles. Listener Darlene Charbonneau asked about the Lost Dutchman Mine by asking a simple yet poignant question. Is there a Lost Dutchman Mine? Today I'm exploring the myths, legends, the historical truth, and the current state of the search for the long-lost stash of gold. Along the way, I may even tell a ghost story or two. The majority of the legend focuses on the part of the Superstition Mountains near what is now called Apache Junction. Answering the question of whether or not the Lost Dutchman Mine actually exists is a surprisingly hard thing to do. We just don't know, and, and that's one of the fun things. Things still come out today, and everyone has a different story, but it's not like we don't know. That is Sarah Toms Bergquist, the senior ranger at the Lost Dutchman State Park, near the Superstition Mountains. I spoke with her on the phone to get a bigger picture about this legendary mine. With so many stories and rumors surrounding the mine, and the man who supposedly found it, we need to separate fact from fiction. What do we actually know? And what can we prove? I took a trip out to the Superstition Mountain Lost Dutchman Museum to speak with their resident expert, Teton Ken. This is a man who looks like he just walked out of a western starring John Wayne. Between him and Sarah, the story seems pretty clear, up to a point. And it all focuses around one man, Jacob Waltz, more commonly known as the Dutchman. He was a German immigrant. The first gold rush he worked was in North Carolina, about five or six years after he came to the United States from Germany. Now you gotta understand that when he arrived in the United States, there was no Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. When he left Germany, he heard stories about America, the New World, the streets are paved in gold. Well, unfortunately, when he got to New York, he found that the streets of New York were not paved in gold. Here's where we come to our first mystery. Some have claimed that Jacob Waltz didn't actually exist. But the fact is that we have documentation of him from several places. 
including his application to become a U.S. citizen. In 1848, he applied to get his citizenship. Now, getting your citizenship is very important in this story because you could only have claims for gold or silver or anything like that in the mining world if you were a U.S. citizen. Visitors from other countries could not do that. So that is very important. He submitted his application while in Mississippi, as he was traveling west. The application was approved some three or four months later. By then, he had made it to Los Angeles. Allegedly, Jacob tried his luck in the California gold rush, but it didn't amount to much. Then I heard another rumor about gold up in northern Arizona, in the San Francisco Peaks up there in Bradshaw Mountains. And he went up there, and then that's when the story really starts to kick in about Jacob Walsh. What is known with absolute certainty is that Jacob worked several mines up north, near Flagstaff in the Bradshaw Mountains. Then he moved south into the Phoenix area. However, his time in Phoenix is something of speculation. Because here's the thing. Jacob Wolf definitely laid claims up in the Bradshaws. Not a single claim was left in the Superstition Mountain. The story goes that Jacob now nicknamed the Dutchman, due to the word for German being Deutsch, stumbled upon a motherload of gold ore. He secretly mined the place, never telling anyone about it, until his death. Supposedly, he confessed the location of his mine to two men on his deathbed. But neither of them, nor anyone else for that matter, were able to find his trove. Because of this, there are claims that Jacob made the whole thing up. But then, new life was breathed into the embers of the tale. Here's Teton again. Everybody thought he was getting well. And then he come down with pneumonia. Turned for the worse. And then he died. A day or so later, one of his German friends was cleaning out his adobe homestead house and pulled a candle box out from under his bed. In that candle box was about 46 pounds thereabouts of pure gold ore. Teton also said that some stories claim that Jacob was never without gold. The question is, where did he get it from? And if there really is a mine out there that's never been found, just how did Jacob discover it? As Sarah said before, everyone seems to have a different story. But there is one that at least has some historical record to back it up. There was a man by the name of Doc Thorne. Doc Thorne was a doctor in the area, more specifically in the Fort McDowell area. He was helping everyone he could, including the Native Americans. And... Because he was helping them, they wanted to pay him. So they blindfolded him, took him into the superstition, and all of a sudden, they took off the blindfold, and there's all this gold. They allowed him to carry out whatever he could, blindfolded him again, 
and went back to Fort McDowell. Doc Thorne could not remember where the mine was simply from where he took his blindfold off. Really got to him, so in 1869, they decided to put a group of army people together. All the volunteers, it was just a volunteer army, that was going to set foot back into the superstition to try to find this magical mine. Included in that army group was none other than Jacob Walt. The group led by Dr. Thorne found nothing. So far, this is all a matter of record. A Dr. Thorne existed, and he was known to help the natives in the area. Supposedly, when the group effort failed, Jacob ventured back out on his own and succeeded. However, some say that what he found was a mine originally belonging to a family in Mexico. Back before the Arizona Territory belonged to the U.S., the Peralta family had been given land grants by the King of Spain, which encompassed a large part of the superstition area. They excavated for a while, but gave up after multiple raids by the nearby Apache tribe. So they closed up their mine, put all the gold they had on the back of burrows, and had plans to head back to Mexico. However, a band of Apaches, thinking that this was their mountain, this was their holy place, had enough of these Mexican miners, known as the Peraltas. They attacked them, killed every one of them. That's why on the side of the mountain over here, Teton directs my attention to the north face of the mountains. There's an area called the Massacre Grounds. One of the stories about Jacob claims that he ran into two of the Peralta family miners, forced them to show him to their old mining area, and killed them so they couldn't tell anyone else. However, there's no proof that Jacob killed any Peraltas, or anyone else for that matter. The lure of all that gold being potentially out there for the taking inspired no shortage of treasure seekers ever since they found that gold under Jacob's bed in 1891. The area still sees people searching today. Sometimes referred to these days as Dutch hunters, these individuals come to the Superstition Mountains looking for the mine. Some of them spend their entire lives and every penny they own to no avail, including Doc Thorne. That gold bug bit him, and it bankrupted him. That's why he got together that group of people, because he wanted more. He spent everything he had to go find more. See that today, you know, people spend everything they have because they want more. The Superstition Mountain Lost Dutchman Museum displays a wall of maps, all of which claim to be genuine. No two seem to depict the same landmarks or pathways, though. There are stone tablets under glass, with markings that, at first glance, appear indecipherable. The tablets are said to have been made by one of the Peralta family members, 
so they could find their family mine if they ever came back. Some Dutch hunters claim to be able to read them, but none have ever actually come back with any gold. Many go out looking and end up getting hurt, or worse. There's a famous story of a man by the name of Dr. Ruth. He was a prospector, a physician, but he would go up in the Superstition Mountains trying to follow the so-called Peralta stone maps that the Peralta family had left. And these stone maps were actually supposedly found just off of Highway 60 in Apache Junction in 1946 or 47, something like that. And people have been trying to decipher these maps because they believe they will take you to the Dutchman's lost gold mine. Now, Ruth was found, well, his skull was found by a dog. The wild lands around the superstitions are not to be trifled with. Every year, people go missing just by going out on a hike. The Superstition Wilderness is 249 square miles. And these are some of the harshest square miles you can ever imagine. I have spent so much time back there hiking with my dog that I can't even fathom trying to look for anything back there. It is so vast. And if you really think about any mountain range in Arizona, Bradshaw's, Flagstaff, wherever, this land is not easy. So wherever he found it, I do not believe it was an easy task at all. And today, like, we still see people, unfortunately, you know, going missing, getting killed, spending their life fortune, trying to find where his mine is. He wasn't the only one to be found after striking out to find Jacob Waltz's mine. Nearly 15 years ago, Jesse Capon became obsessed with the legend and the idea that he might be able to solve it. He worked as a bellhop in Denver, but he was a Dutch hunter on his off time. He'd come out here every time he had a vacation. He'd get a motel room in Apache Junction. And he'd outfit himself up and go into the mountain looking for the lost Dutchman gold mine. He came up missing. This was like 2009, I think it was. Big search party. They found his camp. They found his car. They found his wallet and ID and everything in his tent. He was nowhere to be found. For nine months, they searched for him up there. And a hiker was going up there, hiking around. He just happened to look down into a crevasse. And there Jesse was, his bones. He had fallen in the crevasse, broke his leg, and was stuck in the rocks. With so much death and misfortune surrounding this tale, many claim that the mine itself is cursed. Fitting for something supposedly located in the Superstition Mountains. The area was named that 
because when the first white settlers arrived in the area, they asked the natives what they called the mountains. Unable to pronounce it, the newcomers asked what it meant. They were told that the mountains were sacred, and that it was the home of the Thunder God. They were told bad things happen. Don't mess with it. As a result, they called the natives superstitious, and the name stuck. Superstition or not, there's no shortage of stories that come out of those mountains. Because as the story goes, there is a thunder god who lives in the superstition. And if you go out and try to find the gold, try to find the mine, and you're out there for non-hiking, walking reasons, you will die. You will be met with arrows, as one of the stories goes that I read. I look at it a little bit similar to how in Nepal, like Mount Everest, the Sherpas pray to Mount Everest, right? This is something that you're going to ask permission to get on. You're going to pray and do ceremonies, ask permission to go for a hike. I have seen, I kid you not, people who just come in and they're just rude about it. They're helicoptered off a handful of hours later. And I'm like, oh, you upset somebody. These mountains are so powerful and they will win if you don't back them. It is said you could hear the thunder with all the loud thunder and you know we get some pretty powerful monsoons out here and that mountain range just boom back and forth and it's like it's coming alive and you can't not think, ooh, is there a curse out there? So, is there a lost Dutchman mine? It's possible. Certainly, there was a Jacob Waltz, and he definitely was a miner with claims to gold veins in various parts of Arizona. But no one to this day has found enough evidence to prove that he had a spot in the superstitions. And it gets weirder. Remember that 46 pounds of pure gold they found under his bed when he died? Some so-called experts sampled that gold found under his bed. Geologists, professional geologists. And not one piece of that gold found under his bed has ever matched any gold mine in Arizona. Every gold mine in Arizona has their own signature gold properties and the gold they found under his bed did not match any recorded gold in Arizona. So is it all for nothing? All the searching, all the speculation? Well, Sarah had something more to say to any potential Dutch hunters out there. Keep this legend going, whether you believe it or not, to see the faces of little kids light up when you say there may be gold in these mountains, like that sparked something in them. And I think that's what sets this place apart from so many other places. There's such a deep history. Not all of it bad, right? Like absolutely hasn't ruined life, you know, life savings and all that. Yeah. But the amount of good this place brings people from this one story 
this hope of what's around this next corner, or I'm just going to go hike every trail possible because it's beautiful, is priceless. That's what I push a lot. Just keep it going. Keep coming out here. We are so fortunate in Arizona to have some of the most beautiful landmarks in the world. And just cherish it. Whether the gold truly exists or is nothing more than a myth, it's clear just by driving out that direction that the real treasure is the beautiful nature that is the Superstition Mountains. In 1960, Walter Brennan of The Real McCoys, a 1950s sitcom, released a song about the legend called Dutchman's Gold. Its lyrics, told in the rhythmic, haunting voice of Teton Ken, perfectly sums up this tale of riches, death, and mystery. In the Arizona desert stands a giant of earth and stone. It's the Superstition Mountain with its mystery of gold. A miner out prospecting found his fortune and his fame. Just plain Dutchman was his name. Now that Dutchman was a gambler. In a saloon was his fun, but he kept his precious secret. Never trust in anyone. And in death, he's laughing. <laughs> For the greatest secret holds that the superstition mountain to this day keeps the Dutchman's yellow gold. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Valley 101. Do you have your own story of looking for gold in them there hills? Or do you just have pictures of your hikes in the Superstition Mountains that you'd like to share? Reach out and let us know on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. Special thanks to Superstition Mountain Lost Dutchman Museum for allowing me to take pictures of their Dutchman maps. If you have questions about Metro Phoenix or beyond, please submit them to us at valley 101 azcentral.com If you're a fan of the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm producer Thomas France. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>